Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's your boy Anthony alongside the best Big 3 account in the universe, Big 3 News, a.k.a. Will, back with another edition of the 4th Man Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning back into this episode. How are you doing, Will? I'm doing fantastic. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, I feel like it's been a little bit. This is episode 22, so we're starting to really really hit, get it going here a little bit. We're starting to hit our stride a little bit. If you want to find the show on social media, it's at fourth man pod 4th man pod and if you want to find our personal handles you know will the best big three account in the universe big three news minus a underscore siggy also we recently started a monthly support page on anchor that's anchor.fm backslash the fourth man pod as well as a patreon page patreon.com slash the fourth man podcast we're trying to make some moves this summer you know or next summer i should say and in hopes of bringing some better content, we really want to bring more live content. However, we appreciate you guys either way, just tuning into the show and hanging out with us. Those pages are merely just if you like the pod and you want to support our endeavors. We're really hoping we can do a lot more and expand our content for you guys. And that is kind of just the reason for putting them out there. We're not going to advertise them a lot. We're not going to be nagging about, hey, you should you should donate today or you should donate in a week and we'll do something. We're just merely putting those pages out of there, out there. If anyone enjoys and would like to support our endeavors. That being said, we got a great show for you today. There would be a little bit more news. If the big three China tour was going on, let's start there. The big three China tour has been postponed. Unfortunately, I think everybody at this point probably knows why. From the big three standpoint, Will, where do you do you feel like maybe just out of everything besides what's actually going on between China and Hong Kong, do you feel like it might be the biggest loss for us as a big three community that this is postponed and was kind of just caught in the crosshairs? I mean, I think it's definitely unfortunate. Um, I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. We 100% know that this has everything to do with um, everything that happened between China and the NBA, the big three, and the people that they have on the ground in China. Um, which are, they're working with a company, uh, 90 plus group that's based out of China. So they're there every day. They came to the conclusion that having a tour, which would have been starting, uh, what it would have been starting the beginning of November. So like three, four, four or five weeks from yeah. now, um, mm-hmm. probably wasn't the smartest decision, um, just based on all the political stuff that's going on. So, the, um, it's definitely a loss for us right now, but you hope that, um, they're planning on rescheduling it for early 2020, so hope around like January and February, and you just hope that it's just going to be bigger and better than ever um, now that they have just more extra time to prepare. Yeah, and I think that's what I was going to touch on a little bit, is that at least we get a little bit more time for, to prepare. I feel like they did have a, a serviceable amount of time to do everything that they wanted to do, but now maybe you think of a couple more ideas you get the country in a better state of mind. I really, I think me and you talked about this, but we really felt like this was going to help what was going on between the NBA and China. We thought this was going to be kind of the mediator in a sense of, 
hey, we know everything's not good between China and the NBA right now, but the big three is hopefully going to take some of that pressure off both those both those parties and kind of just give you some fun three-on-three basketball. Unfortunately, that's not the case just yet, but we'll get to the holidays. Hopefully some things are resolved there, uh, you know, as well as just between the relationships of all parties here. So um, really just trusting that 90-plus group who has been much support to the big three and just, you know, trusting that they know what's best for this tour because we want this to be, you know, the biggest thing that the big three has done, especially being our first time doing something international, really trying to take this league to the next level. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, um, me personally, I hope that these games are in February. In February, like during the Super Bowl? Uh, Maybe like a little bit after, like two weeks after. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a busy time too. Now with the XFL and other spring league starting up, that's and, true. That's true as well. I was thinking more of the point that, um, like waking up to watch Big Three basketball at five o'clock in the morning is uh <laughs> still probably less painful than spending another Valentine's Day alone. <laughs> well, I would say it's also <laughs> you might have a little bit more time during the holidays to watch it. So it actually would have been well, I guess it's early November, so actually. It wouldn't have been during the holidays, but it would have kicked off a, the holiday season. Well, I was going to say that's a harsh take on yourself, though. I mean, there's there's no way it, that's going to be the scenario. I mean, well, well, you know, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> no, 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 I'm, no, I'm not saying that in that way. I'm saying it like I don't under, I don't know your love life. I don't know what's going on in your daily life, but uh, how I'm much sure time who, do you have? <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know. Whether or not you're in a, in a relationship or not, you know, you don't even, I don't even, for me personally, I don't want to watch the game with my wife at the moment. I'd rather just watch it with some of the guys anyway. So, um, that being said, February wouldn't be a terrible time because it could be right after the Super Bowl, right before that spring league gets started. I don't know if they're starting right after the Super Bowl, like the Alliance of American Football did, but, you know, it could be a nice, a nice little fill in the gap kind of thing that I think is going to be huge for the league itself to gain some more more of an audience, more of a target, and for just more people to catch on for this summer. I think it's, I think it's huge. The more that we can play and the more that we can brand ourselves, whether it be on social media or wherever or however we do it, I think it's huge for the league and just any chance we can see those guys who most of those guys have been a part of this thing since the very beginning. I think it's huge for the league. Absolutely. So let's actually talk about one of the guys who pretty much the whole Big Three community is behind, and maybe even not just the Big Three community, but the basketball community has been behind, and that's Joe Johnson, who, as we know by now, was signed by the Detroit Pistons with the NBA season about a week away from getting the regular season going. There have been some plenty of preseason games, obviously, and the Detroit Pistons I've been taking the time to evaluate all their players, including Joe Johnson. Now, Joe, obviously, we know what he can do. It's more of just how does he fit into the scheme? What's he going to look like off the bench with some of these guys? And getting familiar with them and everything. What do you think, first impressions of Joe Johnson? Do we? Well, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but just expand on a little bit. What do you think Joe Johnson's realistic, realistically, how he's going to fit with this team or if he's going to fit with the team at all? Yeah, I mean, I think the the second thing that you said was key. I think from what I've been seeing, um, I haven't been watching 
I haven't been following Detroit uh, super closely, but from what I've heard, it's down between Joe Johnson and this kid, uh, Christian Wood. Um, so I know we were talking about a little bit before, depending on how they structure like their two ways and who they keep on the roster, um, that might have a big um, to do with who stays and who goes. Sure. But right now, I think it's between those two. And if you just go from a number standpoint, I think Christian Wood probably has the edge. Um, but I think that Joe Johnson provides a lot of veteran leadership. Um, he can help develop um, a lot of the younger players, um, especially all these young wings that they brought in, uh, like Luke Kennard, Sego Dumbia, um, guys like that that are looking to um, just help their jump shots. Um, so I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see. Um, I think that I think it's going to come down to where exactly Detroit sees themselves. If they see themselves as trying to make a push for the playoffs and they really want to solidify themselves as one of the better teams in the East, they might go with someone that's going to put up the more consistent numbers. But if right now they're just going to focus on developing the young guys and kind of just building a more uh, cohesive culture, which is very possible. This is only Dwayne Casey's second year. Um, It's kind of a new regime that's in Detroit. So it's very possible that they might bring Joe Johnson just to provide that veteran leadership. Um, we see teams that are kind of struggling or have been struggling do that a lot. They kind of bring in guys that aren't necessarily, um, you know, going to be producers on and off the court, or excuse me, producers on the court every game, but they're going to do a ton of stuff off of it. Um, I just know from my experience, last year the Brooklyn Nets did it with Jared Dudley. Everyone said, why did you sign Jared Dudley? But he ended up being one of the, leaders of the locker room and he really made a name for himself in the playoffs um so it's interesting if detroit wants to use joe johnson in a similar role so i'm not saying that this story is already written but i don't think it's as automatic as we once thought it was yeah i would have to agree with that too i was actually while you were speaking thinking about a couple things one i was trying to go oh interesting i was trying to go through this roster what's that that's why I was talking. You were thinking of other things. <laughs> okay, Alex. I thought something uh, something came up, but nope, no, no, you're, no. Just, you're just questioning my stupidity. All right, here, let's get, <laughs> let's get to you. One, I was thinking of a couple of things there. One being that not only um, the roster construction could also, you could factor in some type of injuries that are happening, Right. whether or not, you know, I'm reading on here that Griffin, you know, had some hamstring issues. There was some sickness going around. We don't know how the rest of the season will go until the actual regular season starts. So that's one thing I was thinking of, and that could have a, a factor in how how the roster is constructed initially from the beginning. Two, I was going through, and I was kind of trying to count the guys. By the way, the Detroit Pistons are playing right now, and I can check here in a second how, if, how or if Joe is doing. But I was trying to go through the roster a little bit, and I'm trying to count who are kind of like locks right now, right? So 15 guys make the squad, and then you have an – extra two that are two ways so i was trying to count and i was thinking blake griffin andre drummond right blake griffin andre drummond don maker reggie jackson and i'm just kind of going down by what's in the box score don maker reggie jackson tony snell that's five right there so then you got canard brown Derek rose obviously langston galloway uh, i'm assuming what the morris twins that's 10 or one of them. I can't remember which one's playing for Maybe who Mar-Keef. anymore. Markeith is playing Mar-Keef for the Pistons. That wasn't Marcus playing there at one point. Okay. So, anyways, we got ten there, and then probably uh, I think Seku's a lock being a first round pick. 
And then I think Fee Mikhailu could be also one of those guys who's in there. So that's 12 right there. That's probably going to be your 12 that are dressing out more than likely most of the time. Or even a guy like Tim Frazier, who's a backup point guard. That's 13. So I'm interested on why, you know, those two would be on the cusp. I wonder if it has to do with, like, one of these younger guys. I know they – I think they've been a fan of Lewis King – who was a guy at Oregon or Jordan Bone, a guy at Tennessee. But those guys could also be two-way players if they wanted to. So, you know, let's say they added Christian Wood. He could be a 14. Joe, that could be 15. The other guys on the roster, I'm not too familiar with their names. I think, I don't know who D. Hall is. Oh, Dante Hall from Alabama. So he's a young guy too. Another guy who's considered the two-way. I don't know. The more I break it down, I feel like the better the outlook looks, but we'll okay. see. Um, we can actually check. Let's see. Since I didn't even know they're playing. So right now they're playing Charlotte, and they're losing to Charlotte. Oh, that's, that's not, not a good, good sign. sign. That's not a good sign at all. Um, I don't have so Charlotte winning a game this year. Oh, God. Over under for them, 25 wins. Oh, under. You think? Oh, yeah. By, like, easily? Like, you think they're they're winning, like, 18 I just just think of this. <laughs> Who is the worst person on your Rockets? Oh gosh, um, Gerald. And I, Green. I, I, everyone but, can do this thought this thought experiment. <laughs> so go ahead. I said Gerald Green is broken foot. Okay, so let's say Gerald Green, right? I'm is just, Gerald? I don't think he's probably the worst, but go so ahead. So who, well, who's the worst? Uh. I want everybody to think of their favorite team, their favorite NBA team. I'm just, I'm just trying I to think, think of the worst player on that team. Who they or keep. not even the worst, just you know, gonna get the least amount of minutes. The I would say guy. someone like maybe like a Hartenstein or like a Gary Clark. Okay, maybe Tabo. Gary Clark. Is Gary Clark a starter on the Hornets? Oh, is the gosh. worst person on your team a starter on the Hornets? Oh gosh. Um. So they're. <laughs> Their starter is probably like who? Like it's probably close. I it's Terry Rozier, and then uh, MKG. Gilchrist. Yeah, Batum, Batum, Tyler Zeller, and then Bridges probably right. And Bridges, yeah. It's pretty close, probably. Right, like <laughs> um, like like for me, like like that? Theo Pinson. Like, is Theo Pinson a starter on the Hornets? Maybe. I mean, it's very possible. Yeah. It's very possible. So, yeah, wow. so that's why I uh... – Okay, well, that's a good point on the Hornets. To if, so let's say that this race does come down to Christian Wood and Thon Maker – or I'm sorry, not Thon Maker. Somehow he's he's still around. Christian Wood and Joe Johnson. Is Thon Maker right old now, enough for the big three? What's that? Is Thon Maker old enough for the big three? <laughs> Thon Maker – no way. He got drafted out of – he was like one of the few who were – Drafted out of high school because yeah, they were remember 19. he got drafted and he was like twenty seven. <laughs> what? You I don't. That? He had no. like a a fake birth certificate. Oh gosh, Tom they Maker, didn't know how old he was. That guy was not going to college. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> he was like doing everything in his power to make sure that he didn't have to get another education. Well, that that's like Mitchell <laughs> Robinson. Mitchell Robinson yeah. like went to like class so one was, day. Uh... He was like, Nah, this isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he was. He actually went to school, right? Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good at school. Or he, well, he shouldn't have gone to Western Kentucky. That's you know, 
not the place I would be. Just the whole state of Kentucky, no offense, but I'm not picking to go there. <laughs> uh, I've seen the inside of the Kentucky dorms for the regular student. Oh, God. I can't imagine for an athlete. It's that much better. Um, okay, so Joe right now is seven minutes in the second quarter. Three for five for six points. Whoa, okay. And Christian Woods got five minutes, one for two with three points, three rebounds. Plus minus is a lot worse for Joe Johnson, but you know, that can be that can be kind of changed throughout the game and based on who you're playing with. So Well, I'll tell you what, I think plus minus is kind of a fluky statistic. That's what I was that's what I was saying. You know, because who you're matched up with, who you're playing against, and it does not, you know, you could just be in for the bad stretches of the game right. and you'd be the best out there at that point. So two negatives sometimes make a positive. That's true. <laughs> So just add them both. That'd be cool. Christian yeah. Woods, see, I think a lot of guys like, at least this is just me speculating, but a lot of NBA executives probably like Christian Woods just based on what they've seen in Milwaukee. I mean, he was dropping double-doubles throughout the summer league. He was playing well in the G League. So maybe they just – some like one of these teams is feeling like, okay, maybe it's just time for us to take a chance on him. Maybe that's how the Pistons feel. Yeah. However, you know, and, and just the way the roster is constructed, I mean, do they really think they're going to win a title? I mean, you hope you hope that they temper their expectations a little bit. That's what I was. That's what I was trying to get at. I mean, I mean, do you see them? I mean, how far do you see them going? I mean, do you Detroit? see them being like or eight seed again? No, I, I personally. Oh, oh you don't man. even think they're a playoff team? I don't know. I think. Oh, it, no. I think. I think it depends, honestly, because. Um, let me see. Let me pull up the east. The Eastern Conference. So I'm thinking, like, at the bottom there, like, the team's fighting would probably be, like, the Raptors, I think. So they – yeah, so they barely snuck into the playoffs last year. Um, I think a lot of it depends on, number one, how do – how the Heat does um, with Jimmy Butler now. They yeah. might be buyers at the deadline uh, because I feel like they are always buyers at the deadline. Um, so they Paul. could kind of, yeah, they could kind of like take Detroit's spot of like what they were last year, kind of like a fringe playoff team and sneak in. Um, also, too, Atlanta. Atlanta might be very like good and very uh, young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think everybody is excited to see what Atlanta can do, even if they're young and they make a lot of mistakes and they don't win a lot of games. Uh, they, they'll be there. Yeah. And then also, I, too, a team that a lot of people aren't really talking about, which. I know what you're going to say. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. The uh, start to the C? No, actually, no. That's not what I thought. Ooh. I thought you were going to bring up the Knicks for some reason. <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Um, the Chicago Bulls. You think the Chicago Bulls are a contender? Oh, boy. I don't, no, no. I don't think they're a contender. I'm just talking about playoff teams. Oh, I see. <laughs> I think that Detroit, Detroit was a fringe eighth seed, right? I mean, they got in over Charlotte by two games. Yeah. So, did they really get better? Probably yeah. not. Yeah, not really. That's And that's, I think, you know, to relate that to a big three term and the guy we're talking about, Joe Johnson, I just think that's going to be a huge factor. Like, do the Pistons feel like, like you said, are they tempering their expectations or do they really think that they're going to win it all and they add Joe Johnson to the roster because they think he's going to be a – a huge component in the playoffs. That's going to be the deciding factor, I think. Well, I really hope that they add Joe Johnson for veteran leadership to help develop guys. Yeah. I, I hope that I, that's the plan. 
Yeah, that would be that would be best, like helping somebody like Seiki or even you know like a Luke Kennard. I feel like at this point, Luke Kennard, this could be a make or break year for him. I mean, he's consistent. He's gotten better a little bit, but you want him to be, you want him to be the guy up top while Blake or Blake Drummond, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond are your guys down low that you can rely on. I don't even know how long they want to keep Drummond, but I think ultimately it will come down to player development and how far they think they can go. But we'll uh, keep tabs on Joe throughout this episode, and we'll just see how he does. One more thing in the the new section up here. I know we got a little carried away with Joe Johnson, but I feel like that's kind of our... I feel like that should have been the motto of that should have been the motto of the 2019 season. What's that? Got a little carried away about Joe Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's uh, pretty much most of where my eyes are headed. Is any what anything Joe's doing? I'm trying to make sure I'm paying attention to. But this, so Mike Bibby, the captain of Ghostballers since season one, uh, was recently hired as the head coach of Hillcrest Prep in Phoenix, Arizona, where he went to school. Not high school, but he went to the University of Arizona. That's another thing I feel like that hasn't been discussed much. I know you kind of broke the news out on social media. I don't know where you saw it or how you first heard about it, but... I have eyes everywhere. I, I know you do. I Every time you put out something, I'm like, where in the world did he even find How was he? When did he have time to pay attention to this? But <laughs> well, nonetheless. I'm very lucky because for whatever reason, uh, people like to send me things. Oh, really? Like yeah. friends or you mean, you mean people that are following you? Sometimes it could be both. Oh. Sometimes wow. it could be people I have no idea who they are. And they're just like, hey, did you see this? And I'm like, oh, well, that's that's breaking news. <laughs> Benefits of being the best big three account in the universe. I guess so. Yeah, I, I would have to say that's a huge benefit. Well, huge, you know, congrats to Mike Bibby. I know that we talked about it a little bit before the show, but he's been kind of in that coaching role and now really gets a chance to, I guess, in a sense, run his own team. Uh, I don't really know at what level he's been coaching. Maybe some high school. Maybe he's been more of an assistant. But now being the head coach, I feel like. You know, he's, he's been head coach. Um for Arizona, I believe he's he was coaching his son, um, his son's team in Arizona. Um, but Hillcrest Prep is more of a again. I'm on the other side of the country, so someone in that area would have to vouch for me. But I do believe that this is kind of like a, um, you know, kind of like a basketball, like more of like a basketball school. Sure. Yeah. Um, like like where did like where did Lamelo go for a hot second in high school? Oh, uh, Aspire. Aspire. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like that. You know, it's like okay. an academy. Like the wall with me ears or. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. You're like, what's that school um, in Florida that Ben Simmons and D'Angelo Russell went to? What was no, the name of that? You're on the spot like that. Mount, that was... Mount Siena or something. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there's plenty of schools out there. Mount Vernon. Yeah. Mount one of those. Something like that. So it's, it's like a school like that. Um, so obviously that's a huge, that's a huge, uh, that's a huge gig. So congrats to Mike Bibby. Uh, congrats to the whole. Maybe family on getting that gig. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk a little bit more about Mike Bibby in our next segment. But I think that covered most of our news. Obviously, a lot of our news would have turned to what was going on with the Big Three China Tour and, you know, talking more about the games coming up. However, that, that will have to wait. That actually is not necessarily a bad thing while we don't have a ton to discuss during the long offseason from summer to summer. It will help leading up 
to the 2020 season early on because early on we won't have as much to talk to you in the early of the year until we start, you know, seeing who's going to join the draft pool and then the draft goes on a little bit later down the road. So, that, you know, it's not from a content standpoint and a podcast standpoint. It's not necessarily a bad thing. No, absolutely not. Um, I mean, hey, listen, I think one of the oldest tricks in the book, which is something that we can definitely start doing, is once you run out of news, you start making news. <laughs> oh, God. And then we start getting in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. We're not okay, big enough look- yet for that. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a couple of things that we've got on the dock today that we just thought would be kind of fun to speculate on since, like Will said, when you don't have news, we just kind of make news. Yep, There's speculation season. Is ahead of us, yeah. Speculation season and recruiting season, which... That's a fact. Uh, I apparently stole that from Will, so my you apologies. Did. I you haven't actually see. formally apologized to you for that. Well, I accept that. <laughs> okay, so did there are... See- before we get into it and talk uh, okay. about just us being petty towards each other, did you see what I commented underneath your last episode post on uh, Instagram? Mm, I feel like I did, but then if it, it was, was me, it was, I probably just ignored it. <laughs> it was like it was the one that I wasn't on, and so it was you and that and oh. Ryan, right? That was his name. Yeah, I think yeah, I did. So I, like, was like, I, was, I was like, I was like, had a lot of fun recording this one. <laughs> I did. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the people who probably look at the social media, they probably are like, man, this Will guy, he just really shades <laughs> shades the guy who's posting this stuff, huh? <laughs> oh, I did see that. I was like, oh, okay. Well, yep, that's that's a my be on that one. But um, no, that was I, – I, I said on the episode I had to give you a week off. You've been working yeah, hard. Yeah, I saw that. I wanted to – which, you know, whatever is fine. You saw it on the podcast? Wow. That's... I listened Oh, okay. Uh, if you were starting to be able to see podcasts in a listening format, I was going to be super impressed. So that that's, that technology hasn't been invented yet. Anyway, I mean, I don't know. Uh, at some point, maybe we'll get there. Um, maybe you'll we'll be like, wow, that, this podcast is delicious. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. It so, smells great. All right. Before, Start, before leave that as a review. <laughs> <laughs> the pod, this smells great. <laughs> oh, that's gold. I'm just gonna go start rating other podcasts that way. Man, that podcast really tasted good. Great oh, way wow, to fill this... me up. <laughs> great way to fill my appetite. Okay, <laughs> so there has been a ton of news just in the short off season that we've had so far in the Big Three. Most of it related to guys getting different gigs or signing with teams or whatever the case may be even uh, one guy retiring or maybe a couple guys retiring but that has left open a ton of captain co-captain spaces in the big three specifically let's see one two three four five six seven teams that need either a captain or a co-captain so i thought well we could just go through and see you know because we've been kind of speculating on who we'd like to see in the league next year which we both think it's going to be a huge year in the big three for Absolutely. season four. I thought we would go through and just kind of speculate who would be good fits in terms of big names for a captain role, a co-captain role, maybe alongside the captain and just kind of throw some names out there and just kind of mock it a little bit. I wish, I wish I was good at Photoshop. I would just be doing that all day, seeing who looks best in what Jersey. Oh my God. I, if the people that can do that, 
Let me tell you something. That that's a talent that I'm so jealous yeah. of. Same. Because I'd be doing that all day long. Same. I, I love the mellow one. So I wish oh, the know, best. if anyone's a great at Photoshop, do some of these other players we say because I'd love to see some of these guys in there. But let's start with the teams that need captains at the top. So we got power, tri state, trilogy, and triplets. At the moment, power with McGetty retiring. Tri State, they deactivated Jermaine O'Neal early on in the year. Trilogy has Jason Terry, who was hired as an assistant GM of the Mavs G League team. And then triplets, obviously, with Joe Johnson headed to Detroit. So let's start with power. Who would be your top candidate to replace Corey McGetty? And a big time, big time shoes to fill, but who would be your top candidate for power to head the team, to head Nancy Lieberman's team? I'll tell you what, I think that I think power is their unit, their little family, right? We've seen it time and time again. They probably have the best uh, chemistry in the league. Uh, They're Nancy and the boys for a reason. So Mm -hmm. I think they're going to keep it close to the chest. I think they're going to they're going to promote Katino Mobley from co-captain to captain. And I think they're going to promote uh, Quentin Richardson to co-captain. I like it. I, I I could see that too from power because they are so close and just add somebody in the draft. Yep. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to add multiple people this year. The, that power team is going to look a lot different next year because very different. They're not going to get to keep everybody like they did in years past. So I went a different route. And while I do think Katino would be the top candidate to relate, replace power for this segment alone, that's not very fun. So we're going to go with somebody outside who has not even played in the, Big three. Ooh, and I actually okay. think it would be fun to see someone like Jamal Crawford that would be head a power team. I feel like he fits that culture perfectly. Yes. And, and you're right. I thought I think him and Nancy Lieberman would get along. I think him and he's and a Kino, clipper. Yeah, exactly. That's a clipper team. Exactly. So I think Jamal Crawford would be my favorite if he's not signed by an NBA team, which I have no idea how he's still a free agent, but if he's not signed by an NBA team and wants to just add something to his resume and join the big three for however long, I think he'd be the perfect fit for power. I love it. Okay, let's move on to the next team. Let's talk about Tri-State because we didn't really realize it all year, but Tri-State did not have a captain for pretty much the entire season. Jermaine O'Neal started out this year with the heart condition. Unfortunately, that, that led to a deactivation, which had more to do with just their worry about his health moving forward. I guess there's a chance Jermaine O'Neal could be back next year as a, as a captain, but let's just say, for instance, right now it's it's open. Who do you feel like would be a great fit for Tri-State to take over that role and head the team for Dr. J there? I honestly think um, this is where I had Jamal Crawford. And I think that's a great fit, too, actually. I think that's a great fit. Um, I know him and Nate are uh, very close. Yeah, uh, just two guys yeah. from Washington or Seattle area. Yep. Um, I think that – were they both in New York together? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if they were there at the same time. But I just know that I think that that's a very scrappy, fast-paced team. I think Jamal Crawford would fit into that perfectly. Um, I think they kind of need uh, – like a playmaker, honestly. Uh, they need kind of like a ball, a primary ball handler with Nate Robinson coming off the bench, um, which he did very well in that role. Yeah. Um, he looks, I mean, fourth man of the year. Right. Absolutely. 
So if if that's what it's going to be going forward, they kind of need someone to fit into that role. So I think Jamal Crawford would be a perfect uh, captain for them. Ooh, I really like that, actually. I really enjoy that. So yeah. I originally had a name down here, but I'm kind of like looking and thinking about it. And I kind of forced that name a little bit. So I'm going to go away from that. Okay. And I actually think it would be cool to see either, I think either Nate or Amari Stoudemire promoted and okay. fill yeah. another co-captain spot with someone like a Zach Randolph. I think ooh, ooh, I think okay. that could be really fun. Just, you know, fill that captain space with another big. Um, you know, I feel like they were really good when they had the two bigs and O'Neal and Stoudemire right. working hand in hand. Yeah. I think Nate can get back to that starter position. But if not, I mean, they've always found someone who can be a ball handler. I mean, you know, season two was David Hawkins. And last year when Nate was coming off the bench, he looked good. But they had plenty of guys who could who could run run the show if they wanted to. So I think, you know, promoting one of those guys would be perfect. And then adding Zebo as a co-captain could just fit that team well. I think he's a kind of a perfect fit there for them right there. Okay. Let's move on to Trilogy. And I feel like we're going to have the same answer for this. But for Trilogy's captain vacancy, we only got to see one year Jason Terry taking over the, taking over the team. Yeah. Who do you feel like would be the perfect captain for trilogy well i think that um i think you and i are thinking the same thing i think this guy (laughs) probably uh should have been captain honestly um beginning from the beginning um but it's james white yeah i I, mean i think that's yeah i mean he's the only original member of trilogy left from that perfect team um if you've seen uh sort of his interactions with me on twitter i know that he wants to be captain um, and he so deserves to be it. He 100% deserves to be it. Um, he wants the role. So I think that I'm going to go ahead and put this as a lock. James yeah, White I, will be your 2020 trilogy captain. Yeah, lock that one in. because I Unless, think that, like, Kobe is, like, the only way I'm joining trilogies if I'm captain. <laughs> then, then Kobe will be <laughs> the only, Not even the big three, just the only way <laughs> I join trilogies if yeah. I'm captain. Yes. I don't think I don't think uh, Ice Cube. I don't think I think Ice Cube would just overwrite anything that anyone would do there. <laughs> anyway, so. James, listen, <laughs> you're not captain anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Kobe. Kobe joined and said he yeah. only wanted to join trilogy. <laughs> James White literally just be keep taking that back seat over and over. No, this is the year he needs to have it. I don't even know yes. why he didn't get it last year, like you were saying. I have no idea. I felt like once Kenyon Martin moved to that coaching role, it was a lot for him last year and. They wanted Jason Terry, and I, to be honest, I don't know what Jason Terry's situation was last year, but I don't feel like he maybe he was as prepared, or maybe he just he was hurting a little bit, or maybe he had his uh, his mind a little bit everywhere rather than rather than just focusing on the big three that summer. But his one year in the big three was fun, but I think coaching is the perfect role for him, and I think James White next year should, like you said, be a lock, be the captain. Absolutely. Our final captain's vacancy that's open right now is triplets, obviously, with Joe Johnson getting signed by the Pistons. I'm interested to hear where you go with this one. Well, so before I say this, okay, um, I think that people should know that I have been okay. told that even if Joe Johnson plays a full or plays whatever, if he makes the Pistons roster and he's on the roster for opening night, 
it is not a given that he doesn't also play in the big three. Oh, you mean after he finishes the NBA season? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I know, so which you made very clear, this is a hundred percent speculation. Uh, we're assuming that there's a triplets vacancy, which is an, an assumption, which is exactly what that is. Um, but I think that it's even more of an assumption because we, there is no confirmation that Joe Johnson is currently not on the triplets. If you catch my drift. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who's to say that you have to sit out just because you play in the NBA. I mean, these guys play year round anyways, playing right. in the gym or whatever. Why not yeah. just come play every summer in a competitive environment? Sure. That makes sense. Complete sense. And you, you only have to do it once a week. You know, you're practicing very sparingly on the weekends or maybe on a Friday before, and then you're going out and playing. So yeah, sure. Makes plenty of sense. That being said, though. That being said, if let's say let's operate in a world where Joe Johnson is not back for 2020, okay, that is a huge loss. I don't even have to tell you. I mean, that is probably They're you know fighting he, for a playoff spot at this point. Exactly. I if depending on who they replace Joe Johnson with, which I'm not confident would be, you know, let let's say the biggest signing of 2020, I'm not confident that person is going to the triplets. Just because of what we just said, I don't know if it's a certainty that Joe Johnson will be back or not. Um, I think that if Joe Johnson doesn't make the Pistons roster, um, I think it's he'll probably be back. Um, yeah. But I think, I think it's hard to say who the triplets are going to get without knowing if Joe Johnson will be there or not. Because let's say Joe Johnson is there, I feel like a lot of guys are going to want to play and match up against Joe Johnson. I don't know if anyone's looking to come play with him. Yeah, I think I, th- I mean I think you're right too. I don't think like guys don't just I mean well I shouldn't say that guys definitely team up with the best players in the league. However, in the big three, I, feel I don't know like if they do that in the big three. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. It's all it's a very competitive environment. These guys are if, if we're gonna get some high profile names, they're gonna want their own team like Joe does anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're right. So so let's so let's do this. Let's let's talk strategy for a second, right? Okay, for so triplets tri- alone, right? Triplets alone. Okay. You're Lisa Leslie. You just won the Big Three championship. You are mandated by the league that you have to keep all of your players. So let's say um, you don't really recruit anybody in free agency because, like we said, nobody's really looking to join the reigning champs, or at least nobody notable. Wouldn't okay. you want to promote kind of an Al Jefferson and then maybe yeah. get a Jamario Moon or an Allen Anderson in there as co-captain so that it then forces the league to give you a draft pick? I would, and I feel like Lisa Leslie, that would be her first thing because I feel like just from our one year with triplets, I feel like it was a loyalty thing throughout 100%. the season, right? 100%. So, if, yeah, if I'm Lisa Leslie and I just won the championship with the squad I have, regardless of how jo- good Joe Johnson was, the team was just good as a whole. I mean, it just was. having Joe Absolutely. and Al Jefferson. So, yeah, I'm probably promoting Al Jefferson, 100%. And putting someone like Jamari Moon, who's going into his third season of the Big Three, I'm putting him in a role to be a co-captain. If not yeah. him, Alan Anderson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I think you're right on that one. Even like I don't Genera know if I would replace anybody. anybody. Yeah, I mean, you, know what I mean? you, you could yeah. honestly, it's a toss-up. Gibson, Pargo. Anderson, any of those Triplets guys. This is a hard team to gauge because who's to say Pargo's back even next year? You know, he's also yeah, in true. a position where he's coaching. Right. 
So who's to say Parr goes back? But I, you know, you know, if Joe Johnson can come back after a full season in the NBA and play again, so and Pargo's just coaching for a whole season, he should definitely be back. But Pargo struggled, I felt like, with injuries or off the court things that he was dealing with or, or other endeavors he was dealing with. So the triplets are a hard team to gauge, very hard team. I I don't know in which direction I would go with them, but I would say, like you were saying, I would just promote within yeah, the team. Yeah, just so you have, have to get that draft pick. Yeah, I mean, or, or maybe you get two. Maybe you get two. True, depending on who leaves. Um, yeah. But, you know, just like anything else, um, if, if, if the drafts continue as they were, I feel like each draft pool has been exponentially better. I mean, I yeah. feel like... Year one, even though that information wasn't readily available, we really don't know who was available and who wasn't. Kind of everybody that um, needed to be playing was playing. Year two, there was definitely some snubs. Um, there was definitely guys you were like, how the hell did they not get drafted? And then especially this year, there were some guys who were like, oh my God, I cannot believe that they didn't make a roster. Yeah. So I'm assuming that next year, it's just going to be more of the same. It's going to be more of like, well, there were so many good guys in the draft pool that they were bound to, some were bound not to get picked. Right. I mean, even if like, like if I can make like a crazy prediction, it might get to the point, I'm not saying next year, but it might get to the point eventually where teams start saying like, hey, um, I would, we should start lobbying to get rid of this keep your team after you win rule. Yeah. Or it might um, even, it might get to a point where, where guys aren't showing our, you know, like now guys haven't really been showing up to the combine. It's going to be like where guys have to show up to the combine or right. teams just might not want them. You know, like a guy like Frank Robinson, for instance, he was the last pick in last year's big three draft. He didn't show up to the combine though. And he ended up being a pretty good player. You know, Rick Mahorn or whoever was on the enemies knew that already clearly. But, you know, like you're saying next year, if someone doesn't show up to the combine and there's some players out there, that did or there's some or whatever the case may be you know maybe a guy like frank robinson doesn't get picked so you're right yeah maybe they start lobbying for selecting new teams every year unless you're a captain i mean it could get to the point where co-captains aren't even a lock anymore well right exactly and also too this draft class is going to have a lot of guys that haven't been available in a while like chris anderson he's going to be back in the draft he's not on power anymore that's crazy um, unless he's promoted, which unless he's promoted, which is possible, then then Quentin Richardson won't. Yeah, those two guys, those Richard are two, two assets, guys yeah. who should be going in the first automatically. Um, Larry Sanders is another one. Uh, Mario Chalmers. Mario yeah. Chalmers is somebody that, unless he's promoted, he's going back in the draft pool. Well, think about it this way too: like killer threes, they don't have to retain everybody. You know, if they like the no, draft pool better. So someone like Dante Green could fall back in. Right. To someone the draft like Josh pool. Powell. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be very Brandon interesting. Rush. Aspect. Brandon Rush might go number one overall. <laughs> Brandon Rush is going to be back. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a co captain. I think he got promoted after oh, he did? Kendrick Perkins wasn't there. But if Kendrick Perkins comes back in, it's I don't like, see hey, that listed here. First. Yeah. So. Well, Kendrick, well, actually, um, I don't know. Kendrick Perkins said that he wanted to bring, uh, he wanted to play with Jamal Crawford. I saw that. I yeah. saw that you were tweeting at him, which right. that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Him. So right now you'd have. So unless so if Shannon Brown takes a demotion or if you somehow figure out 
how to Greg Oden's another one. Greg Oden isn't a captain. He's gonna be back in the yeah. draft. Um I would so, so. so right now you have Andre Owens, Kendrick Perkins, Jamal Crawford. That's a crazy starting lineup. Yeah, that is. I really wish uh, no offense to Scal and Powell's and all of them and Josh Childress. I know he <laughs> he always feels left out when you're when you're putting something on your on your. I know. Account I, feel, I really feel bad. Like I really hope that Josh Childress doesn't think that I'm not like a fan of his. I think he's just he was just like is he just like messing with this me? Year, right? You think he's just like messing with me? No, I think he just hates you. I think he might. No, from, what, from some of the stuff that he says. That's why, like, like no. I'll try to include Josh Childress now. Like the like the baseball thing that I did, I yeah, purposely yeah. went out of my way to include Josh Childress. <laughs> Well, you know, it could be the thing where he he's always kind of felt like the underdog, anyways. His boss. So, he's probably used to it, but like, you know, maybe in the big three, it just means a little bit more because he's from, been there from the beginning. Which I think Josh Childers is a good player. He just didn't even really play this year. Yeah, um, Josh Childers think- also said too that um, just moving forward, talking about retention of players and everything, he did say that I believe I believe this was Josh Childers. I believe I'm thinking of the right people, but he said that he played with Will McDonald in Japan. Oh, wow. And so yeah. he said that Will McDonald will be a ball hog forever. How can he retain McDonald? Well, I think just like anything else, I think uh, kind of like what we saw with Tri-State last year when they when they drafted, um, who did they draft? Who was it that, that was on the team forever? Um, was it Corsley Edwards? Oh, yeah. And, like, they kind of just, like, let Corsley Edwards go to Tri-State. I think everyone might just let Will McDonald go to Bullhogs. If oh, you catch him, drift. Or they might just well, take him with their number one overall pick, regardless. Yeah, maybe. I was kind of thinking, too, that Jermaine Taylor is going to be back after coming back from his Achilles injury. That's yeah, I'm I hope. About. I hope. So, it's going to be interesting. So, you're thinking from a, from a captain's vacancy, if Joe Johnson's gone, you think they'll just promote within? I think you have to. Yeah, I think because you Because I, I think personally, I think the draft pick is more valuable than the gamble that you're going to get somebody. You're going to get another quote-unquote marquee name. Yeah, I agree. Because if and, you replace Joe Johnson with, let's say, someone that had the same impact level of a Jason Terry, I don't know if that's a playoff team. I think you're you're definitely – Competing, I think every every team competed for the most part, but yeah, I think, I it's, think it's probably the equivalent today. of like, of like a tri-state. Yeah, I do too. Or like like last year, or like the equivalent of like uh, like a bivouac, you know. Yeah, I I would agree with that as well. Um, yeah, I think you're right in that aspect. I think the draft we just made the draft sound a lot more enticing with what we were discussing. By the way, if Josh Childress doesn't hate you, you should ask him to come on the pod along with Mo McDonald because. I should. I have no idea how I would even find Will, but maybe Josh Childress doesn't hate you that much, and he'd be willing to come on and talk about it a little bit more. I'll shoot him a DM. Or Josh, if you're listening, shoot me a DM. Yeah, that would be awesome, because we'd love to have his insight on. He's been a part of the league since year one. Yeah. Uh, And and he was the first player to get NBA notoriety. I don't know if that's the right word. But NBA kind of looks from the big three, which was that camp invite from Denver. Yeah. I think, I think it's a no-brainer to have him on if he if he'd be willing to come on if he's got some spare time there, you know. So shoot him a DM, Will. What are you doing? Right. I will. I will. Right. Maybe I will. 
I mean, well, yeah. maybe um, I'll start my own podcast. I'll just have, have him Josh, on. Josh You'll just do on one podcast with Childress on. Yeah, it'll be chilling with Josh. <laughs> it just blows up. You're just one, one and done. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that'd be gold. I would, I would just salute it for you. I'd shut this one down just to go listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like take on me. It's just. <laughs> Just do exactly. blow everything up and then just walk away. You're exactly. All right, let's talk about the co-captain vacancies that are open right now. So we talked about the deactivation of Jermaine O'Neal that also unfortunately involved Baron Davis, who was very upset from what we remember. He was very upset with being very deactivated. Upset. And Lamar Odom, who was more upset in like a sad way than like a mad way. No, he's and on Dancing with the Stars. Lamar Odom? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot what he was. He just he, he said, okay, well, I'm going to be moving my feet somehow. Yeah. He was like, you know what? <laughs> Let me dance this pain away. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then Ghost Ballers, who have had their co-captain spot pretty much open all year after trading Carlos Boozer. Well, they actually released him because they couldn't tra- – I guess you can't trade co-captains. So they just cut him. Like, right. Okay. Oh, do you think that's what happened? I think that's definitely what I think it was happened. like an unofficial trade? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. interesting. But except Ghost Balls. Ghost Balls didn't get anything back. <laughs> so it was more like, it was, like a, charity. Uh, it was more like in the it's NBA when they're doing um what are they doing? They like buy out somebody, you know. That'll be interesting. And, I wonder if now it's kinda like uh now George uh, Gervin's gonna go to Nancy Lieberman and be like, Hey, you owe me one. <laughs> It's definitely fun. So let's start with Ghost Ballers then. Who would be a good co-captain, assuming that Mike Bibby's back after coaching in high school? Who would be a good good guy to sit alongside him? I think there's only one correct answer. Let's hear it. I think it's Michael Taylor. Oh, yeah. That's I, a good uh, – you know, I think that was – bleeds purple, white, and black. I've never seen somebody more happy to be a Ghost Baller in my life. Facts. Yeah. He shows up to every game like he just got electrocuted in the shower that morning. <laughs> He's just absolutely insane to watch. He he runs around, he hypes up the crowd. He you know, if he you got see so all, much energy. A ton of energy. He's like a freaking he's like Hall of Fame spark plug badge. Um <laughs> exactly. If all of his social media co- posts just have to do with not only being in the big three, but being on the ghost ballers. Yeah. Which is something that I really uh, respect out of players because you see a lot of these guys like, oh, I'm in the big three. But then I really respect the people that, think that then get specific. Like yeah, we saw Frank really. Nitti and uh, Steven Jackson do it too, which is really how you're going to grow the league. You're going to promote the teams and the different fan bases and hopefully yeah. one we day. We don't have enough fan bases yet. so we do not have enough fan bases yet. That's the one thing that we really got to start growing. Yeah. And players like Mike Taylor are doing a great job of that. We sort of had an enemies fan base for a while, um, which it was, was more which like was a incredible. What happened? It was more like an arena fan base, but yes, we did. Right, it. but it's it's incredible. I think that was the quickest fan base to turn toxic I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh my gosh! The team they hadn't even played a game yet. They didn't even have like death two co captains. They were like, "Oh, Gilbert, <laughs> Gilbertson. All right, honest, <laughs> automatically a fan. Oh, enemies is the best." We're like, we don't even know the rest of your team. No, no, yet. oh, don't backpedal now. <laughs> oh, I was you a were, fan you of were them. the biggest culprit of that. I was the biggest culprit. Yes. You think? Remember, uh, when, remember when you flamed me on this very show for like three weeks because I didn't think enemies were going to be that good? I, 
I didn't flame you for three weeks. It was like two weeks, okay? All but, right, two weeks. Okay, I was wrong about that, but I wasn't yeah. a fan. I was I was saying it from an objective standpoint that I couldn't believe that you thought that enemies was going to be bad. Yeah. However, you were right. I won't I question right. you. All right, all right. It we'll was. make it known. You. We'll make it known or we'll make it known throughout the offseason how right you were about enemies not being that good. However, Craig Smith was a baller and he Craig didn't, he didn't get enough credit. If Absolutely anybody not. should have been a stand of the enemies, it should have been for Craig Smith, not Gilbert Arenas. You're right. Craig so. Smith has got to uh I don't know. I feel like he's talking <laughs> of trash. Nah, he he does he just he just does he's all the, the showing with with his game, man. He's too humble. He's too humble for enemies, maybe, yeah. He's going to be back in the pool anyways. Is he? He's not a captain? No, he's not a captain. He was picked I mean, in the second round. Gee, if that's, that's the case, steal. then if that's the case, then he has to go number one overall, and then Brandon Rush has to go number two. Think about it. Royce White's not even a captain. That's insane to me. He's going to be back in the draft. He's gonna be he was back the number the- one overall pick, right? Yeah. They don't even have three captains. Right, because Lamar Odom, which is I know that's what we were going to get. Oh well, yeah. Let's get okay. Let's get into that. Who should be the co-captain for enemies? I have a great one for that. By the way, Craig Smith, my co. Okay, well, hold on. I was going to say my co-captain for Ghostballers. I thought this would be interesting, but I think Matt Barnes would fit that bill pretty well if Mike Taylor didn't. Ooh, Matt Barnes. (laughs) Just saying. I mean, I I think if they're going to, so they're doing that show him and him and Stat. Yeah. All the smoke. All the smoke. Webcast podcast live show and, and i just think that show would be 10 times better if matt barnes was in the league too and he's definitely got to be a captain of some sort oh yeah so. absolutely um hmm. where would you're right because food for thought well didn't i say that um nick young is a hundred percent in the league like you could write it down as fact yeah and then i've named all these captains but well, actually nick young's going to enemies Oh yep. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I, was about to say, I think he could be at least a co-captain. As much as I'd love to see Craig Smith, he's going to be too coveted to be back in the draft pool, anyways. I think, and I think as a player, you could you could like that. You know, you you know that people that so many people are coveting you. So I think Nick Young would be the better fit for enemies alongside Gilbert Arenas. Could you imagine if like, oh my God, could you imagine if like power? Or like triplets win the draft lottery, and then you add Craig Smith. Yeah, I mean to power. Oh my god, they wouldn't miss. They wouldn't really miss that much of a beat, to be honest. I mean, if anything, Power needed more three point shooting, and they just got it with, the, yeah, with the first pick. He, you know, he's a go to scorer, which you're pretty much just losing to Maggetti. I, mean, I know Catino can do that for sure, but if you you, you have that one two punch, you just add Craig Smith. It's right there. I can't imagine. They wouldn't miss a beat. No, and then you have to hope that you get Chris Anderson back. Yeah, I mean. Or get like oh, a Greg Oden. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to have to maybe read for another big guy, but I don't know. It's going to be tough. I wonder if you brought up Zebo before. I wonder if Zebo would really be a great power player. Mm, I just feel like that's a – I feel like – I feel like power is kind of like the Memphis Grizzlies yeah. – Sure, it's like the I, grit and I grind that. Memphis Grizzlies of the big three. I feel like it's going to be really slow. That just sounds like a really slow team. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but no offense. does it not? You just think, I mean. No, you're right. I mean, it's like a, like grit and grind. That's 100% what it is. It's slow, physical, break you like down. good for three on three? I mean, in five on five, you can really hide those guys on defense. 
On three on three, that's exposed every time. I mean, you know, Catino, he suffered a, a, that quad injury. I mean, he ripped his quad. I can't imagine he's going to be back at the same pace, you know, side to side. I don't know if Catino Mobley's going to be back, to be honest I, with you. Okay, I don't want to talk about that this episode because I do. I actually have that same thought, too, but I want to wait. Okay. Because I don't want to jinx it. You know what I mean? I don't want to jinx it either. I want Catino Mobley to play forever. He's the real-life <laughs> Uncle Drew. Yeah, I, I have had those thoughts too, though, and hopefully that's not the case, but I have thought, yes, maybe if Corey leaves, maybe Katina might think. Are we looking at a rebuilding year for power? Oh, gosh. Oh, what are we What are we bringing? What's it, this is what happens when you start oh, this is some. Oh, man, now I'm depressed. Yeah, I was really excited at first, and now I'm just really sad. That What a roller coaster of emotion. I got hyped up for the draft, but now... Oh man! Let's just move on to Three's company. Who would right. be a good I mean, alongside Demar Johnson. Let me think about this. Well, Three's company does have a history of bringing in point guard captains that sort of uh, sure. blow up in the franchise's face. Um, <laughs> sure, so, yes, they do. But third time's the charm. Yeah, might as well bring another point guard in. So, what about the okay, boy say, wait, we're wait, talking wait. about? Wait, Jamal say. Crawford. Oh, Jamal Crawford. Oh, that'd be good. Okay, yeah. well, I already used him for power. I think he'd be a good fit for Three's Company. I actually thought about someone you brought up recently okay. on your social media Ooh. who you think would be a top five draftful candidate. Okay. Or why not just make him a captain? Jeremy Lin just sounds like a Three's Jeremy Company guy, does he not? Lin. Does he not? I mean, fill that That's point guard the, role. The Lin Sanity Factory. Yeah. Does he not just sound like... Like, when you think Three's Company, you think Jeremy Lin or vice versa, right? You know what? Ever since Three's Company came out, I was like, you know, I don't know why I, I can't stop thinking about Jeremy Lin. <laughs> I think it's, I think he would be a great fit there. Um, you know, I don't know how they proceed next year. I don't know what their, you know, what their team is going to look like. They're going to be investing in the draft a little bit more, I think. But Jeremy Lin, to kind of head that team, um, like you said, put up 40 in his first game. That'd he be clearly. Nuts. He clearly still needs to be in the NBA. Well, the man, he shouldn't the be man's stopping. a bucket. Yeah. I mean, he is, no doubt. So, if he's not signed for whatever strange reason in the NBA or still feels undervalued or, like Nate said, come play in the big three, the NBA stops thinking about you. Yeah. You know, I don't see why not. I think that's perfect right there. So, that would be my vote on who I'd like to see. But... Man, what a roller coaster of emotions. That kind of made me a little upset. Now <laughs> I was about Jeremy Lin again, so I'm, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> oh, so you just skyrocket back up. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, I'm ready to go. Oh, good. I'm glad Jeremy Lin brings you that kind of joy. He does, really. <laughs> oh, you know, it's a very God. sad story, honestly. Man, he looks so sad in that interview or the video. I mean, we we got to get Jeremy in the big three. Oh, my God, yeah. my voice. Uh, Jeremy Lin, we got to get him in the big three for sure. Let's do one more thing to cap off the show. Let's do a mock draft. We haven't done Wait, a mock you, draft. Did you give your enemies captain? Nick Young. Oh, you agree with me? Yeah. Okay. I, I had him written down. Look Where's Matt Barnes going? Edson Stone. Ghost Ballers. Oh, okay. Although he'd be good at enemies too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that either. I think they can kind of flip-flop. Yeah, you're right. Um, that'd be interesting. I mean, he's definitely not going on killer threes. Is they Nick, can't fit him. Is Nick Young like on a villain team? <laughs> is that what we're getting at? A hundred ten percent. Okay, I just wanted Enemies, to make sure. I mean, I'm not like a wrestling guy. Are you a wrestling guy? 
Yeah. Like who's like I know there are like villains in wrestling. So like an I feel Undertaker. Is that is he a villain? I mean, like, I is he a bad guy? Is he still that still don't I don't even know if he still wrestles. Well, whoever is in wrestling that like people don't want to win, but it's just only because they're they're so good. That's enemies, or that's yeah. what enemies should strive to be. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent agree. All right, let's do a mock draft. I had a hard time thinking of a category, but I figured this one would be kind of fun, being close to NBA season. So we'll do active NBA players who are still thirty-five plus. I almost did thirty-four plus, but then I realized LeBron's thirty-four. And I just, I saw that immediately. Whoever gets LeBron pretty much wins yeah. this thing. So, or maybe not. Maybe it could have worked to our advantage because of what he's dealing with in the limelight. But anyways, let's go 35-plus NBA, active NBA players. They don't have to be on a team, but just active NBA players. We've talked about a few of them. And, Will, I'm pretty sure you won the last one, so I'm going to give you first pick. It, it do, I know it doesn't work like that in the, in the real draft world, but it works like that on the fourth man. If pod, we did big three draft rules, it would just be random, no matter what the outcome it's, was. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so I guess if I first pick, I'm going to pick, I'm going to go with the forward out of Syracuse at 35 years and 115 yeah. days, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I think that one's pretty easy, huh? And I'm just going to follow that one up because I automatically know who I want, and it's going to be the 39-year-old from Washington and Jamal Crawford. Ooh, yep, yep. Yep, yep. I think that, I think that first round was pretty easy, but carry on to our second round let's really form this team up a little bit do i not have a pen i swore i had a pen okay um don't don't fear don't fret you got another one okay so will he's got mellow and i got jay crossover all right next pick will i'm gonna go with zach randolph Ooh, that's the whole it's, it's all the newcomers all the guys going for newcomer of the year okay yeah. so so you got Melo and Zeebo. You got a ton of scores, a ton of guys who like to back it down in the post. But you got kind of a slow team, I feel like. Um, you know, let's go. Uh, let's go a big man as well. I'm gonna go Tyson Chandler. Ooh, okay, okay. And I feel like if you're gonna go offense, I'm gonna go defense on, on this pick. So I got Jamal Crawford and Tyson Chandler. That just looks like last year's Suns team, <laughs> and. You got Carmelo and Zach Randolph. Round out your team here. I'm going to round out my team with the man that was once traded for a fax machine and a new parking lot. <laughs> Mr. Kyle Corver. Yes, sir. I love it. Okay. So I'm just going to emulate your drafting style. So you went score to start. Then you went big man. Well, I guess if you consider Zebo that big. I feel like Chandler just looks monstrous side by side but that's fine I, hey zebo has got the heart all right so i have a few options here so i could even pick someone like another big like Pagasol or nene i could go with a guy like andre iguodala do it all i could go with someone like vince carter iggy is very tempting and so is Iggy's vince a carter great pick iggy or vince carter i think iggy i could even pick someone like jj reddick I could just I could comp- yeah. completely em- emulate your style and just hit a bunch of four pointers with Reddick. No, I'm gonna go Iggy. I like. I Iggy. think that's a great pick. Yeah, let's just round it out. Um, and I don't know, maybe maybe you know if Corver ever decides to come in the big three, 
and just takes the four point like just takes advantage of the four point circles and is just abusing them. You know, he might really change the game. That's honestly a dream that I feel like I've had. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for that to happen. Someone just abused the four-point line. I felt like Mike Taylor was close a couple of games last year. Somebody's going to. You know it's coming from somebody, and it's going to be somebody that we've never heard of. <laughs> that's perfect. That's the way I like it. Yeah. That's the, that's the way to make uh, make a name for yourself. Um, but until someone does, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Iggy there. So you got – Will's got Carmelo, Zach Randolph, and Kyle Korber as his three – and I got Jamal Crawford, Tyson Chandler, and Andre Iguodala. I'll post that poll when I post the show, and we'll see who wins this one. I think, I think right now you're up two one on me, if okay. I remember correctly. We're just kind of doing these at random, but let's try. We can try to rant these up a little bit more if they get more traction. I feel like these are fun to do to round out the show. If we they have. are really fun. You, yeah. you guys got to let us know if you like these or not. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know people like to mock draft, but leave that feedback yeah give us that feedback um feedback let's leave a comment yeah leave subscribe leave a rating let's wrap up let's wrap up today's show with the joe johnson update they are currently (laughs) so currently the detroit pistons are up 85 81 with 230 left in the third and Joe Johnson has seven minutes. I've been pretty much watching this the entire podcast. He has, oh, as soon as I said that, he got another minute. Okay, so Joe Johnson must be in the game. He just hit a bucket. He's four for six right now with eight points and one rebound. And his counterpart, or the guy he's going up against supposedly, Christian Wood, has 11 minutes, two for four, five points, six rebounds. But Joe is in the game, and he's about to hoop. So let's see what... We'll just see what Joe Johnson does. Make sure you keep track of that. And our our MVP, we obviously want to see the uh, the highest amount of uh, success for Joe Johnson outside of the big three. And we can hope, only hope that he, in some ways, carries or helps or leads the Pistons to success. NBA I won't say a championship. championship. No, I was, I was going to say that, but then I said success. I felt like that was more realistic. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in today's show. Don't forget to follow us on those social media handles. Also, please leave us any type of feedback, like Will was just saying. Any type of review. Most people ask for five-star reviews. I want honest opinions. You know, comment about what you like about the show. If you like the show but you don't want to leave a bad review, you can always DM one of us and tell us what you would like better about the show. Any type of feedback is good for us so we know how to proceed with more show or more episodes. And how we can do a better job. You're probably better DMing Anthony. My DMs are a little popping, so I might not oh. see it, you know? Oh, yeah, I forgot, right? He's the, he's the best big three account in the universe. So, you know, everybody. I'm talking about my personal. <laughs> 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 oh, you want to give out your personal? Yeah, you guys can have my personal. It's uh, up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Anyways, uh, any, any type of feedback is good for us. I'll make sure to post that poll of our big three mock draft. And you guys let us know who won. That being said, we'll probably come back. And I think during the offseason, I'm going to try to go every two weeks. It was going to be every week still with the Big Three China Tour. But we'll wait until the tour is back in business. And it's getting going again in 2020. We will update you with any type of Big Three news that's going on. And we appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll see you guys the next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.